the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We will get an update down at the border from Todd Benzman in just a few moments, uh, the great Todd Benzman of the Center for Immigration Studies. We'll also catch up with John Schlafly, see what he is seeing and recognizing and thinking about out there. All of that coming up. Um, before that, what you need to know, what you need to know today is stay focused. Stay focused. Uh, did you see the focus group that MSNBC did that had uh, Trump voters and they were asking the, the reporter was asking about January 6th and the Trump voters were basically correcting the reporter on how uh, misguided she was. The reporter said, oh, a cop died. And the, and the Trump voters said, no, they didn't. That didn't happen. And they went back and forth. But here's the thing. Stay focused. The media wants to talk January 6th. Nobody cares. I mean, it's dumb of them to do the media and the left, but they're just trying. That's a trick. That is a trick right there that attempting to get us to talk about January. It's a trick. Here's where the action is. You want to know where the action is? New York state governor's race is neck and neck. Why? Because of crime. South St. Louis, where I'm from, St. Louis City, there was a shooting at the Courtesy Diner on Hampton. The Courtesy Diner on Kings Highway, which was about 100 yards from the shooting in the schools the other day, that closed because it's too crime ridden. People are feeling what's happening in their guts and in their heads, and they're going to vote accordingly. And let me say this. It's not now. It's not just the economy now. It's crime. It's the border. When the Biden administration dropped the, 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 the uh, dropped into the uh, reporting late Friday night, I mean, at 11 o'clock at night, Friday was always a day that you dropped news that you didn't want to get covered because it went into the weekend and people forgot about it by Monday. But to drop it at 1130 at night, that means you're really desperate to hide it. And the reason is because it's millions and millions of illegals have been crossing over into America. So don't take the bait and follow the wrong thing. What you need to know is stick to what is absolutely the most egregious thing right now. And the select committee on January 6th and the January 6th stuff is silly. Now, it's devastating. And as you know, I have I work I represent and I work with the people who are defending lots of these prisoners. So it's terrible, terrible stuff. But as to the election, it's crime. It's the economy. It's schools. It's the border. The candidate for U.S. Senate in Colorado, who's surging, he's going down to the border. He got asked by the press, why are you going down to the border? He said, because sitting U.S. Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado won't go. And he is in a battle for his seat. New Hampshire is in a battle for her seat. The challenger. Pennsylvania, Oz is surging. It's happening all across the country. And don't take the bait and get off topic. The topic that, that matters, the place it matters, is on crime, the economy, the border, parents in charge of their kids' lives, education, if you can get there. And it is becoming, every day, it's becoming a bigger and bigger wave. Now, you're seeing the stories, too, by the way, that African-Americans 
black turnout, they call it, is low because they don't care. They don't see anything on their side that matters. There's not a lot of energy on their side. That's one of the reasons why you always get the the office, the, the, the office, um, the party in office in the White House. After you have some success, people are less energetic. It's just sort of, sort of a psychology. It has nothing to do with black or white turnout. It doesn't have to do with Democrat or Republican. It happens every time. After Trump won in, in 16 by 18, you know, the energy is on the other side. It's just the way it is. It's uh, descriptive. But in this case, suddenly African-American turnout, Hispanic voting, uh, soccer moms, the so-called suburban voters, everybody is moving away, not because of January 6th, not because of any of that stuff. It's because the fundamentals in the country are so far off and we have to, as the old saying goes, stick to your knitting, stick to your knitting and stick to what is actually happening to people on the ground all across the country. You see it now. The uh, It is fun to see the crazy stuff that they're doing to try to change the subject, to try to get attention, but you shouldn't fall for it because it's at this point, there's another one. CNN has a poll that shows all the races are tight. Everything is tight and it's not, you know, it's going to be a Democrat night or something when everybody else is showing it's the opposite. Every other poll is showing that the right track, wrong track is in, you know, totally uh, upside down. In other words, wrong track is in like the thirties, excuse me, wrong right track is in the thirties, wrong track is in the sixties, but suddenly CNN's got a poll that says, no, no, it's close. Makes you wonder, makes you wonder if the CNN poll is the one that's uh, going to point to when they when they do something uh, funny, when they try to mess with things. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. At this point, two weeks out, you just get out the vote, stick to your knitting. Don't get distracted. But the distractions will come. Joe Biden is talking about the Chinese and Russians hacking our elections. Hillary Clinton is talking about how people are going to steal elections. All distractions, all distractions. Ask your neighbor, say, can you recognize how much it costs for fuel, gasoline, or milk, for Oreos or eggs? All of them are through the roof. One of the things, by the way, that's the worst is the packaging has changed. I want to buy Fig Newtons for my kids, and the Fig Newton package, it must have 10 or 20% less. It's like a, It looks almost like the same size package until you look closer, and you realize it's got to be 10, it's gotta be 10 to 20% smaller, and the price wasn't less. So anyway, back to my point, stick to what you know matters, stick to what's happening close to home, stick to the basics and don't get distracted. I predict there will be other big distractions. There will be other dramatic, you know, October surprises. They will try to engineer something or other that will be a big deal. Maybe it will be indicting Trump. Maybe it will be arresting Trump. I don't know. Maybe it will be, I don't know, some sort of escalation of the war. Don't be surprised if in the next 14 days you see something dramatic. And my point is, don't fall for it. What you need to know is stick to the basics. Get out the vote. Grind out the success. And don't fall for the tricks because the tricks are going to come. And and, and and let me be clear. They won't be, um, they won't be uh, small-time tricks. They won't be small-time October surprises. There'll be stuff that they roll out. They'll use all the big tech's power, all the big media's power, all the government power behind it, and they'll be, you'll be, the narrative machine will be in overdrive. It will be in overdrive to try to sell something to we the people. Don't get distracted. In some ways, don't even fight it. 
Just let it slip past you and go back to the basics and tell your neighbors and tell your friends and one after another, you know, the TV ads aren't working. I, I, I think that they're not realizing they're not working at this point. Uh, the, the, de- the Democrats are desperately chasing money and ads. I don't think they're working, but stick to the basics, stick to the basics. And, uh, and the number one surging issue, by the way, uh, and they know this is the border. Uh, the, you know, again, a Colorado Senate candidate, even a Republican going down to the border with two weeks left, that wouldn't happen if they didn't see really clearly that it's working that they didn't know really clearly that when you go to the border and you say the Democrats, Joe Biden, won't close the border. We have millions upon millions of illegals that have surged in that are here. We have fentanyl killing 100,000, 110,000 American men, almost 90 percent are men, I think. And they're killing men in America, fentanyl coming through our border. And he's down there. It, It means it's working. It means the issue is working. It's salient. People are uh, connecting to it. And what you need to know, again, stick to your knitting. Stick to what works. Stick to where people are. Do not take the shiny object that will be running. You know, oh, another one. I must have got 10 emails about Kanye West. I actually like Kanye West. I think he's kind of a, a weird and wonderful character. But I haven't even looked at what he said. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to be distracted by Kanye West. I want to go back to the basics and get out the vote. And that's the last thing I'll say. If you're if you're back to the basics, you care about the country, you want to get to the right direction. You also got to get out the vote. You got to help your neighbors and friends, people that understand what's at stake to get out to the polls. If you're going to be a poll worker, good. That's I'm glad you're doing that. I'm going to be a poll worker. If you're going to be a poll watcher inside, uh, that's actually what I'm going to do inside. If you're going to be at the outside the polls, uh, handing out uh, leaflets, uh, then go, fine, get after it. But do not get distracted Don't chase the shiny objects, stick to your knitting, stay close to home, get out the vote. It's coming. It's a red tsunami, as I've been predicting for six months, and it will be sweeping across the country. And then we got to live up to it. The guys and gals that win have to live up to it to try to change the direction for the country. So there you have it. All right, everybody, please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. We're going to come back and talk with John Schlafly. All of his columns are weekly columns over at PhyllisSchlafly.com. And also, we will visit with Todd Benzman, ToddBenzman.com. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here with uh, John Schlafly. It's the Pro-America Report. It's time to catch up with John. But, John, I wanted to catch up with you on this news. Um, The organization for which you and I work, the Eagle Forum Educational Legal Defense Fund, was a party to an amicus brief that went up to the Supreme Court and and the Clarence Thomas stayed the uh, what is it? The Fourth uh, Circuit down there in Atlanta. But first, John, walk us through what this case was about. I mean, I've told our listeners before and then what it means when a case goes up just to one justice. Why does this happen? Well, OK, just to correct the record, Ed, it was the 11th Circuit. OK, and that's where <laughs> Thank we you. put our amicus brief. But we're very proud of this particular brief because what we did was to, you know, you know, tell the court very bluntly that this prosecution by the Atlanta prosecutor is a totally political uh, and and that one county prosecutor should not be allowed to upset our entire political system on the eve of the election where Georgia is crucial to the uh, the control of the United States Senate and the future of our country. 
And here's here's that prosecutor, you know, dragging Senator Lindsey Graham from a different state over what he said two years ago. I mean, it's just outrageous. And we're hoping uh, that since the 11th Circuit didn't shut down that fiasco, that the United States Supreme Court will. And the Supreme Court, Justice Thomas, uh, as you know, Ed, uh, the nine Supreme Court justices basically divide up the country into regions, and, and each takes a certain responsibility for each of those regions or circuits. And Justice Thomas... Uh, has that, which is a very important region. The region includes Georgia. And so he's made an initial stay. It's called an administrative stay, which means that uh, the unwarranted deposition of Senator Lindsey Graham cannot go forward for the time being until the Supreme Court has a chance to review the situation and issue an order. Uh, John why would the court, why would the 11th Circuit, the full court, are they just more liberal? I mean, what's the, what's the reason to say? I mean, I know you say it was years ago now and all that, but I mean, you know, sometimes there'll be a case that drags out and then there's, a, you know, just got to, you're going to have, and he may not recall things well enough, but what, what, why, why would the 11th Circuit let this go? What's, you know, what's, what's going on here? Well, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, the panel, you know, there's, Circuits generally decide cases in panels of three, and this particular panel had two justice, judges appointed by Trump. And yet, uh, and while they qual- did qualify the subpoena of Lindsey Graham, they didn't stop it as they should have done. And now we're asking the Supreme Court to step in. And and now, as you know, Ed, there are, as your listeners should know, pull out your pocket constitution. Right. <laughs> and uh, every member of Congress, which includes Senator Lindsey Graham, there's a provision in there that uh, members of Congress cannot be questioned in any other place other than the Congress itself. And that provision is there. And that should be enforced in this case to stop the forcing Lindsey Graham to give a deposition. Again, it's about what he said uh, in December of 2020. Now, why on earth is some, uh, you know, district attorney Democrat uh, calling Senator Lindsey Graham on the carpet in 2022 to interrogate him under oath before a grand jury about what he said two years ago? It's a purely political stunt that should be stopped. Uh, we're talking with John Schlafly. And again, John Schlafly's column runs over at phyllisschlafly.com. It's all archived there. If you go back in time, you'll see uh, he's writing every week with his brother, Andy, uh, covering a lot of topics, often very, very timely, sort of cutting ahead of the issues. Uh, last week's column on uh, Herschel Walker seemed to be a bit prescient as uh, Herschel Walker has surged. I, I don't know. It seems like everybody that's a, a Republican right now is surging. I think the country is uh, sick of it. John, over in uh, St. Louis, so you're a St. Louis uh, well, you're I guess you're born and raised in Alton, Illinois, but you're St. Louis and now and your family roots are from there. Uh, a shooting on the south side in one of the I think it's supposed to be one of the better high schools. Um, I, I texted with a friend and he said he was just over there. The diner, local diner, the courtesy diner uh, closed. I can remember going there a number of times. Um, it's uh, he said it's crime is everywhere. This is a friend of mine who's not particularly political. I'd say he's more conservative, but he said, you know, the problem of crime, everybody's feeling it. 
is and it, the media is now sort of covering it that everybody's feeling it across the country and talking about it. Uh, what's your sense as we close two weeks out from this election on the issues of crime, the economy, where we are? Well, crime is exploding everywhere, and in and including in neighborhoods that are have not previously been considered so-called bad neighborhoods. And this neighborhood is is a respectable neighborhood, although it's within the city of St. Louis, which overall has a you know was one of the worst in the country for crime. This was a magnet school. Uh, you know, it's a formerly a regular high school. In fact, one of our valued, you know supporters and staff members graduated when it was just Southwest High School, but now it's considered a magnet school for the performing arts, so it draws students from across uh, the city, and apparently the perpetrator who was shot by police was a graduated from that school last year, so he wasn't a current student, and uh, you know, we don't have the whole story, we never do, uh, until further investigation and we don't know where he got his weapon or anything of that nature so we'll just have to wait and see uh, but talk- it's one it's was certainly one example that is causing rightfully so you know people across our country to be alarmed upset you know insecure uh, we're talking with uh, John Schlafly, uh, the Schlafly Report, again, uh, uh, archived at phyllisschlafly.com, available over at townhall.com. Uh, and, uh, John, um, the, the, the question, though, right now is we're two, two, about two weeks from an election is where does it stop in terms of the uh, you're seeing people numbers that we haven't seen in terms of the uh, electorate. You know, again, it could could be that we're all wrong. The polls are wrong. The direction's wrong. Uh, the uh, in jurisdictions, they'll be cheating going on. But it looks looks like a, a red tsunami to me. I've been saying it for months, of course, but it's really now everybody's catching up to me. But, John, is it a Trump tsunami? Uh, well, Ed, of course, you're still taking a victory lap. Uh, you're you're <laughs> I am. prediction that, uh, I am. that Donald Trump would win in 2016. And, you know, not everyone was with you at that point. But uh, uh, so here you are again. I think your your prediction should be given due respect. I'll, I'll <laughs> Thank you. That. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. But you think uh, so? But uh, no, no. Go on. But more. I mean, look. I I think uh, they're talking about a a Republican winning the governor of New York. I, I don't actually believe that. I think ultimately New York is too is too uh, blue. They'll pull that out. But it's going to be closer than they expected. I mean, they're they're talking about Oregon and they're put, putting money into the Oregon U.S. Senate race because Patty Murray, the Democrat there, is underwater in terms of approval. I mean, it's it's a this is a this is a long long time uh, since we've yeah. seen this. Well, now, just for the record, that's Washington State, Patty Murray. Oh, sorry, excuse but me. They yes. do, but they, they're trying to give her a little bit of a scare. That would be that would be wonderful if, you know, she's, you know, she's one of the worst, really. But uh, in Oregon, the, the issue there for governor of Oregon is the fact that there is a strong independent running in the race. And and uh, so even the, the Republican is only getting about, you know, 37 percent of the vote, but she could still win with that amount of the vote because there's a strong independent drawing over 20 percent so that's the you know that's the thing in oregon and it's you know anything can happen you know you ask if it's, this is a trump race well trump is on record he's endorsed a whole string of candidates across the country he's uh, brought his traveling rallies to many states and we will see what his track record is everyone will be talking about 
is win-loss ratio, and that will, you know, that will set the table for 2024. I think. Well, based but, on what happens. but 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 John, I mean, I, I mean, let me put it to you more point blank. You're being, you sound like you're on uh, a pundit on CNN. I mean, you're dancing around. I mean, the issues that the Republicans are winning on are Trump issues. Even the approach of most of the candidates are Trump approaches. They're not. These aren't. Well, there's a few of them up in uh, in Colorado. They ran a guy who is a bit of a wallflower and is trying to have it both ways. But you know, in Ohio, you got JD Vance and and doing all the things that you're not supposed to do. For example, have a beard. Anybody ever told me to run for office? Facial hair is it costs you with voters. He doesn't care. He's JD Vance. He's just running. He's saying, "Hey, you're you're gutting the country." He's winning, right? Uh, out in uh, Arizona, Blake Masters is supposed to be, you know, he was supposed to be characterized as uh, out of touch and an intellectual or whatever. He looks like he's winning. Um, so it's and it's it's really Trump winning. It's not on the issues. It's not anybody else that's winning. And now you got this drumbeat of people saying, well, he, Trump's too divisive. Trump's too divisive. The media is saying it. Republicans are saying it. Trump's just winning. Well, there's no doubt that the issues that pollsters say are at the top of voters' minds are issues that favor the Republicans in general and Trump in particular. So, you know, that's well, yes, some of them, some of them, divisive. some of some of them are even issues, though, that are that are Trump brought to the party. Uh, for example, the border issues. I mean, he you would have had at this point in an election cycle, absent four years of Trump, Republicans would have been doing this dance about how we need more border enforcement and we need to do that. They wouldn't have been as clear on the cost, in my opinion. I, you know, the, the whole Republican Party shifted uh, dramatically there. All right, John, we got to run, though. Unfortunately, I didn't get you to go all the way with the Trump tsunami, but I'll, I got another week before the election. So uh, John Schlafly, everybody go over to uh, phyllisschlafly.com. His archives, his uh, columns are archived there, but also townhall.com is where they launch initially. Check it out there. We've got to run. We'll take a break and be right back. It's uh, we had an update actually in just a few moments from Todd Benzman down at the border uh, and, and what is happening at the border. He'll give us the details. It was a late night dump last Friday, a public relations dump. They dropped a press release, the details of how massive the border crossings have been. Classic move. It was actually a 11 o'clock at night, East Coast time that they did that. I mean, they usually drop it on Tuesday afternoon, but they really didn't want you to see it. But we'll get the update from uh, Todd Benzman. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to catch up with Todd Benzman, uh, our great uh, national security fellow over at the Center for Immigration Studies. His book uh, is on national security issues in the border is must read. And his next book, Overrun, is also important. Uh, but mostly, Todd, we need you to decipher the late Friday afternoon, not even Friday afternoon, Friday evening press release from the uh, from the Biden administration uh, putting out their numbers. For, so walk us through that. And also how uncommon it is for that news to drop like that. Sure. So we have hit another national record in illegal immigration, uh, the greatest number ever, 2.378 million apprehensions of illegal immigrants uh, between ports of entry uh, in fiscal year 2022. Uh, that that adds to the record last year uh, tally of Uh, 1.73 million. So just in the last uh, two uh, years of the first two years of the Biden administration, 
you know, we're looking at, you know, four plus million apprehensions. Uh, now, that doesn't that doesn't really tell us the whole picture, because we also have seen about one million known gotaways uh, that have been actually reported to DHS. So so you can tally another million on that. And then there's this other estimate that they that they uh, calculate the Border Patrol or DHS, and that's unknown gotaways that they, they kind of calculate this uh, number based on a variety of factors and that there's another one million uh, presumed gotaways. So there's uh, two million there. Uh, there are lots of uh, records that were broken for fiscal year 2022. They put those numbers out because we're just – you know, on a Friday night when reporters go home and people are with their families not watching the news all right, weekend. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, that's an old, uh, a really old school uh, tactic uh, by government agencies and corporate media to uh, that, that, you know, we're just a few weeks away from the election. So this is just, you know, terrible news. And immigration turns out to be the third highest ranking issue of American concern for these elections behind inflation and gas prices. So it this is turning out to be and and, and deservedly so uh you know a major make or break for the Democratic Party in the upcoming election. So they are not eager to talk about this. In fact the administration sent its emissaries out to all the Sunday shows just the news shows just this past Sunday to declare that the border was under control and secure. They said it over and over again on all the shows uh, to, to very little uh, pushback. Yeah. Right. Add. Yeah. Well, so, that, 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 that's what they expect. Uh, we're talking with Todd Benzman, by the way, ToddBenzman.com is where you can go to see his books. I mentioned the two books, America's covert war uh, is a couple of years ago, but most recent uh, is called overrun how Joe Biden unleashed the greatest border crisis in U S history. Uh, it's on, we're in the middle of it still. Uh, am, amazingly um, Todd is, you mentioned that the media didn't cover it, uh, but they're not covering it on the Sunday shows because they can't because it's so bad, but it's they now know it's part of the equation. I mean, you can see that they understand and the Democrats understand it's part of the equation for uh, the election. It feels like it, but they, it doesn't change behavior, does it? I mean, it's quite, quite incredible. There's I guess they tried something a few weeks ago. Biden did that tried to make it look like they were what sending back some Venezuelans. So they had a talking point that they could say, look at us, we're doing something. But they're really they're not changing anything. They're just hoping to get through the, the time before the election. Well, there's there's a lot to unwrap there. Uh, for one thing, there are pragmatists. I've told you on this show several different times. Uh, Democratic Party uh, strategists who are influential and advisors in the White House that for the last year and a half have been uh, warning and and doing things to reduce the number of border crossings uh, because they were worried about the midterm elections. They've done all sorts of things. I, I have an entire chapter in my forthcoming book overrun about this. Um, because they were they were pretty sure that that it was going to be another kind of 2016 Donald Trump who rode the immigration issue right into the White House directly. Um, the Democrats tend to underestimate this problem and think that they'll 
they can ignore it into oblivion, but there are huge political consequences. And they were repeating that mistake with this particular border crisis, and they were trying to do something about it. But the liberal progressives defeated everything they tried. And so the numbers just kept pouring in until we are now at this massive, you know, six million, you know, apprehensions and gotaways and um, all the crazy that's going on down there. And, you know, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that when they get shellacked and it looks like by all accounts that uh, they are the Democrats are going to really get shellacked this time in a deeper way than anybody really thought that maybe then the progressive liberals in control of immigration policy will be defeated and moved out of the way so that the pragmatists can shut this thing down. That's that's our only hope. If that doesn't happen, then the White House will probably go to a Republican on this issue in 2024. Interesting. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting to see if Joe Biden and hit the people in control with him, you know, whether I, I'm not of the mind, by the way, Todd, we're talking with Todd Bensman again, by the way, Todd Um, I'm not of the mind that uh, Biden is going to yield and not run. I think he will run. I think he once you get that much power and that much influence and you've been told before you're too old and you're too weak and you're too, you know, dingy and all that. He didn't care. He did it once before. And he's going to do it again, especially if he's running against somebody like um, Donald Trump in his mind. Um, but I also think he's He's totally pragmatic. He's a little bit like Bill Clinton on this. He'll take any position he has to. And so the question will be, could he decide to, uh, you know, survive, try to survive by, you know, doing some of the things that the Republicans might want to do? And will they have enough union uh, unity to do it? And will they couple it with something dumb, in my opinion, like an amnesty deal? You know, you, you almost have to worry that you might get a pliable Biden and that may bring out the worst in the uh, Republican Party. Exactly. Uh, listen, if if the if the House losses run really, really deep, I mean, to the bone marrow deep. Yeah. And, you know, some people are saying it's looking like 275. I mean, it's going to be a real deep cut. Then um, that that's going to tell Biden and, you know, the people that that run him that this immigration issue is a killer for 2024. It's just going to it's just going to kill them. They're going to have to reverse course and do some Republican things. I don't think and at this point, it looks like also uh, like real clear politics has Republicans gaining the Senate also. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, when that hap- when that happens, I can't really see Republicans. They're so angry about what happened in these two years. I mean, I, I feel it. if you're up on the Hill today. Uh, later ask around you'll 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 sense it that that they'll cut any sort of a deal for any kind of amnesties or anything other than just shutting the border down and rounding up the couple million people that got in and moving them well out to- I, I i hate to be too pessimistic todd but i've watched these um i've watched the power uh move and you know the one of one of the one of the um one of the great filters on life in america in general but especially in the swamp is follow the money and if you watch the money move in the last six months massive amounts of money into kevin mccarthy and the leadership because i think the real estate you know the, the k street and others realized hey we need to um we need to move this way then and then and, that, and we move towards that and then you start 
start to see, well, what is it they want? And some of the corporations want, um, you know, more markets and they want to go softer on China. Some of them want lower wage uh, uh, workers. Some of them want to transform the country, uh, all those things. Right. And I think you'd be surprised at the power, the influence of the media, plus uh, the uniparty to say, hey, now's the time we'll secure the border. I mean, we're really secure at this time. There'll be there'll be alligators down there in between the border. It'll be great. But we got to solve this problem here. We got all this dreamers and watch this and blah, blah, blah. And you'll see some people that you didn't expect that get elected on a hardline, you know, vision. And they get in there and they say, well, you know, I didn't expect to do this, but we're getting that border wall with alligators. And it's going to be great. You know, barbed wire It's really going to be the best thing. And, and there's going to be a tax credit for uh, Second Amendment owners and that same thing. But well, yeah, we got there's no way we can deport. Remember this? There's no way we can deport all these people. Practically, we can't do it. And, and I think they that's my fear. I agree with you on the energy and I agree with you on the, the experience, but I just think the swamp has a lot. You know, you know, the amount of money, it's surprising because you don't think it's stabilizing for the economy uh, to have this many people coming in. But the amount of money on the other side, on the let people come side is extraordinary. Well, I, what you're hearing from me might be more wishful thinking you know, than anything <laughs> okay. else. And it's Uh-oh. all speculative right. at this point, but. But, um, you know, I think that the that the polling is showing that the American people, including a lot of Democrats and especially independents, hate this thing. They hate it. And if the uh, Republicans go the wrong route, they're going to suffer, too. I think I think the general, you know, you know, the polling is just showing that this is a loser issue. Uh, So. Uh, but we'll see uh, yeah. if, if, like I said, if the voting comes in and the uh, chambers, you know, are both lost and it's and, and immigration was number three, issue number three. Uh, we'll you, know, who's, you know, there's risk. There's risk yeah. in going against that. Even yeah. with the money. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Todd Benzman, thank you for the update on what came out last week and where we are. We'll look forward to catching up again very soon. Todd Benzman, everybody. CIS.org is where he writes. There's also his two books. You can find out more about them at ToddBenzman.com. We have to run. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The raid on President Trump's home of Mar-a-Lago is not a violation that should be taken lightly. Frightening his political opponents, as President Joe Biden is doing, is a threat to the survival of our republic. Plenty of political pundits are making the rounds, doing their usual complaining. But other than Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's valiant effort to impeach Attorney General Garland, little has been done to bring accountability to Democrats' one-sided persecution of Trump supporters. One reason for this unjustified federal raid may be to goad Georgia prosecutors into indicting Trump or his supporters. They wasted no time informing Rudy Giuliani that he's a target of their witch hunt. An Obama-appointed federal judge ordered Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina to testify in Georgia before a grand jury assembled there, also in an effort to indict Trump supporters. Senator Graham vowed to appeal the Obama judge's impertinent demand, citing the constitutional provision that members of Congress, quote, shall not be questioned in any other place, end quote, for their statements. Political issues are supposed to be presented to American voters to resolve at the ballot box not by hauling members of one political party before a state grand jury. 
representative government does not work when the party in power can terrorize its political rivals with surprise raids on their homes and intrusive demands to testify in one-sided investigations. The next Congress, convening in January of 2023, must act quickly to rein in liberals' unhinged persecutions of their political rivals. From the time of our nation's founding, it's been understood that our interests as a nation must include the conviction that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. When these rights are stripped from individuals in the name of political prosecutions, the very concept of liberty suffers a blow. Regardless of your politics, changing the rules of the game like we saw with the raid on President Trump is a clear violation of the long-standing traditions that hold our nation together. We must reject President Biden and Attorney General Garland's partisan ploy as the threat to our republic that it is. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, let's finish with a recap. I want to recap for you a fairly incredible conversation. Well, it was part of a conversation and then a speech given by Kathy Barnett. Now, you all know Kathy Barnett. You remember she's been on this show a couple of times. She's an extraordinarily talented communicator. She's an author. She's a well-known speaker. Um, Her website is kathybarnett.com, K-A-T-H-Y. Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E dot com. She was a candidate for Congress in 2020, and then she was also a candidate for Senate this year in Pennsylvania and lost in the primary. She's an extraordinarily talented communicator and a great lady, really neat. Um, She's got this unbelievable history. You remember, made me remember her on the the show. But I was up in Pennsylvania last week, and I spent some time with her, and then I uh, listened to her give a speech to a big crowd at this dinner. And it might as well have been a sermon because it touched on politics, but it more focused on each of us and how we are called to raise our voices. Her challenge to everyone there was that at this moment, the most important thing all of us can do is raise our voices. And she went at it from a sort of scriptural, biblical mindset and she cited some specific uh, uh, verses in scripture. But her assessment was that you, what you speak, the words you speak are, are who you are. They're an expression of who you are. And of course, the value and the power of the word uh, for believers. She's a great Christian lady. Of course, she talks about that quite a bit. And that therefore, when you see around you people that are trying to silence you, she says, That's precisely done because it diminishes you. In other words, you become less who you are and who you're called to be as a person, as a child of God, she says, because you're silenced and that you have to stand up. You have to speak up. It's actually to not speak up is sort of not just a a incorrect thing to do. It's it's sort of self 
defeating. It's self-negating. And I'm not describing it perfectly because she described it so well. Um, But I can tell you this. The energy that I had in the crowd, massive crowd of people, after she was done, that was focused on, hey, go ahead and speak up. And she meant it literally. Speak up. Say the words of what you believe. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them take it from you on social media. Don't let them take it from you in, in, uh, in print or on, on regular media. Say the words you speak, your truths. And, of course, she's standing there in a crowd, and she's saying, you know, we believe we love America. We love the words of our Constitution. We love the words of our Declaration. We love the words in Scripture. But it was very inspiring. And the two things that I took away from it is, one, man, what a country and what a blessing to have people like Kathy Barnett born and become in this country because she's really a special kind of leader. And number two, she was one of the best at convincing me that this time is special and it's now. A lot of people say that, political people. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, this is the most important election ever. This is really the big one. This is it. And you kind of believe it, but, you know, you kind of hit it until the next time. She made me really get a sense that the urgency of now was real and that it was partly electoral and the election, but it's partly just who we are as Americans and and the people in community and that it's time to stand up. That's not enough. It's time to speak up. And, and she said, it's going to cost you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to be difficult. It was very inspirational. If you get a chance, go follow Kathy Barnett, kathybarnett.com. I'll put it up on social media. And if you get a chance ever to hear her uh, or read her books or uh, uh, catch her on, she does a lot of uh, TV, excuse me, some TV. She does a lot of radio. You should do it because she is amazing and uh, what a gift. So there you have it. All right, everybody, we got to run. We'll be, uh, uh, we will be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Thank you, as always, to the great Noah Dingley and to Joanna Spilger, our producer and associate producer. We will be back tomorrow. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.